Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, Mexico is a part of the world that's regularly battered by tropical storms. But there are two coastal towns there that have remained untouched for the past few decades. And many locals believe that this is for a particular reason, because the area is being protected by aliens. Nathaniel Janowitz is a reporter for Vice World News and he's visited there. Nathaniel, good afternoon to you. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Now, these two places, Madero and Tampico, are they quite close to each other? Yeah, you know, it's it's almost the same city. Like, it's essentially uh, two municipalities that are right next to each other. I mean, it's, it's even funny. Um, sorry, as you can hear, um, you know, I'm, I'm North American, so I apologize for this. But uh, the soccer stadium, the football stadium there is actually cut between the two cities. One half is in Madero, one is in Tampico. But only uh, they one. share they share a, a football team in the top Mexican league. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I thought if it was two teams, that would be very interesting indeed. Uh, right. So, so, so I suppose the, 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 now those two places have been battered by storms, as I understand it, but decades ago. So what happened in, in August 1967? So yeah, the last the last major hurricane to hit was in 1966, and then in 1967 there was a mass UFO sighting that was actually reported in the local newspaper, who quoted the airport control tower operator as seeing a formation traveling around. There was they had said there was a thousand witnesses, and I even spoke to um, a woman now who's 71, but at the time was 16 years old. Uh, when this happened, and she she saw it that night, and ever since then, you know, her life has changed. So she was, she was one of many people, and ever since then, this legend basically started growing and growing as as the the city had remained hurricane tropical storm free for now over fifty years. When it went through a quick succession of a number of of really serious hurricanes in the fifties and sixties. Mm. Now, and and the, the, it seems by all accounts that the, the sightings were quite typical of UFO sightings. They didn't seem to operate like planes, and and they moved too slowly or too quickly and maneuvered uh, in different exactly. ways. Exactly, uh, but I suppose. What's different with this, it wasn't just the sighting, it's also this idea that there's some sort of undersea base close by. Yeah, so legend has it that about 13 kilometres off of Miramar Beach, which is part of the Madero municipality, is an underground alien base called Amupak, uh, where essentially they believe that uh, the aliens are monitoring this phase of Earth's development from there. And it was interesting. I talked to one uh, person, you know, another big industry there is uh, petroleum. And so they have a lot of oil platforms there in the Gulf of Mexico. One person who worked on these platforms that's seen a number of UFOs, I asked him, you know, do you think they're they're trying to protect Tampico and Madero specifically? And, and he was like, no, I don't think they're trying to protect us. I think they're trying to protect their own base by mm. steering these hurricanes away. It just so happens it's off the coast of, of where we are. Right. Okay. So, but given that, you know, you've said 13 miles off the coast, has, has no one gone down kilometers. and tried to find it? Or kilometers, sorry, tried to find it. Um, and so no one's really done the necessary deep, deep, deep dive they would need to do. But there are people who claim that they have visited the base um, through guided meditation. Um, essentially, as it was explained to me, is the base because these these aliens are so far advanced? Um, you know, it's a place that is is multidimensional, and and they travel there less in their physical body than they do through sort of an astral voyage um, 
in their the mental space. This is how it was explained to me. Mm. So um, it's it's people are looking for it, just not in the kind of underwater submarine way that that we traditionally think about. Right, but but these people who have uh, used meditation to to to, to visit this place, that, that what they have come back with is that these are extremely tall aliens. Yes, yes. Um, as I was told, is is from one of the people who claims to have visited is that they were about 10 feet tall, thin, light skinned, and they had a more evolved consciousness with energy radiating throughout the, all of it. Amupak. Right. Okay. God, uh, it must be really hard then to clothe the kids. Uh, um, if, <laughs> uh, on, on this planet, at least the, the, no, the, also what's interesting is that when this kind of started, uh, and there were kind of attempts to, to kind of lampoon the whole idea, um, but that almost backfired on itself and became serious. Yeah, so in, in 2013, um, uh, a local media personality here in Mexico had heard about this legend and, and basically made up this sort of uh, Martian day, is what he called it, in, in you know, it's the English translation of, of it in Spanish. And he went to Miramar Beach and he somehow convinced um, some local representatives some from the municipal government to come down and he placed this this bust of a green alien head on the beach and the photos of the people from the municipal government in their um, you know official shirts ki- kind of made it seem like it was an actual official holiday and these photos went viral around the country with with people ridiculing uh, you know the city. Uh, for having this this holiday that didn't actually exist. So then, you know, the city backtracked and, you know, distanced themselves from it. The bus quickly disappeared. But for the people in the region that actually uh, really believe in this legend, they embraced it. And they've been actually celebrating this each year and trying to legitimize it. They changed the um, the name of it to something a little more official. Um they they've actually gotten real government support now about nine years later who are looking to create, you know, not a holiday, like people are not going to get work off for, <laughs> for UFO day in, in this state, but it would be sort of an official day of recognition of this legend that has now existed there for, for over 50 years. And, and it, it does seem to have turned the area into a tourist attraction. Certainly. I mean, you go to the beach, especially around the beach. Um, you know, a lot of the souvenir stands there, they sell, Alien magnets, alien T-shirts, alien hats, you know, every with, with you know, flying saucers on them or UFOs. I mean, I'll be honest, I, I bought a number of little knickknacks for myself when I was there. Um, and then there's a lot of restaurants that are kind of embracing the theme. You know, they have alien murals on the outside. Um, it's, it's definitely become a bit of an economic boom. As well, that to kind of separate the beach there from from a lot of the other beautiful beaches in Mexico, it's sort of you can come here, lay in the sand, drink a michelada, and also you know buy some alien swag. Yeah. Now you could see then how perhaps some local people want to tell the likes of you and I. Oh no, I totally believe this because there might be a few bucks in it. Uh, but did you get the sense that you know did you meet people who genuinely believe this happened? One hundred percent. I mean. Like any any phenomenon, you know, there's people that want to make a buck off of it, of course, and and people in the region are are embracing this um, full on. But like I was I was spending time with an actual sort of UFO investigative group um, that takes this all very seriously. They're the people that are you know running the the guided meditations and things, and these people are not. Um, 
you know, you have this image, I think, from movies in the 80s and 90s that, like, the person who saw a UFO is, like, the local town drunk or, you know, the, the crazy person in town. These these people were not that. You know, they were professionals. They were psychologists. They are people who have had um, had these kind of experiences and, you know, they, they treat it very, very much as kind of a scientific investigation. Um, so there's the, there's that whole side of it. And then there's, you know, I talked to a bunch of people that have nothing to do with tourism, just average everyday people, um, you know, and they'll, they've, they've had UFO sightings or seen weird things in the sky. For example, I spent some time with this uh, collective of graffiti artists there um, who, had done, uh, you know, we're doing kind of traditional graffiti bombs where they put their their tags around the city, the letters of their crew, etc. And then one night they were out painting and they saw a bunch of weird lights in the sky, things moving that, you know, they couldn't explain. And after that, they kind of changed their whole motif. And now their murals are mostly alien themed and they've been putting these all around the city. So, I mean, they're not making any money off of that. You know, mm. a lot of the people that have had these sightings are not making money. The alien investigative group is not making any money from this. This is purely their own free time. Yeah. Um, uh, th- of th- course, th- the people on the beach, they're making some money. Yeah. And there is a there is a parallel theory, though, uh, and because obviously Mexico, very Catholic country, that, that, that it, there was a religious shrine set up around that time as well. Yeah, so it, coincidentally, uh, in 1967, the same year as the um, the mass sighting, um, the city also constructed a monument to the Virgin del Carmen, which is the uh, patron saint of of sailors and fishermen. Um, so you know, there's a parallel belief that um, that you know that is what is protecting uh, the waters there. Um, and also there's a scientific theory as well. You know, I spoke with, with uh, uh, a pro- the harbor master, the retired harbor master who has been monitoring the waters there for decades. And, you know, he was very skeptical of either of those. And he, he promoted a theory, although this, again, is scientifically unproven, is that um, because the water there is slightly colder than other areas in the north and south of, Go- of the Gulf of Mexico, and hurricanes and other tropical storms need warmer water to, to form, that as they get closer to the coast, they, they, they tend to go towards warmer areas. But he also pointed out that, you know, hurricanes are wildly erratic and mm. that there's a number of cities that have been hit by major hurricanes along the Gulf of Mexico that haven't been hit in decades, you know, and so there's just really no kind of rhyme or reason for, for their trage- trajectories. So I think all of these together have just kind of um, created the perfect, you know, no pun intended, the perfect storm <laughs> to, uh, to create this, this sort of urban legend that uh, has manifested there in, in Madero and Tampico. Yeah, well, one hopes for their sake there isn't an actual storm anytime soon. Nathaniel, thanks very much for uh, speaking with us today. That was Nathaniel Janowitz there, reporter for Vice World News. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.